Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Beer-tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And we are back in the cozy confines of Studio 1A for another episode. <laughs> um, it's been a, it's been a co- week or two since we've got together. Yeah. Yeah, well, we... We uh, recorded what, like eight episodes? It was at least something? it was at least forty three. Yeah, <laughs> in it advance was... of the birth of my son. So, yep. who is here now? Yes, hooray! Give him a big round of applause for welcome, Carrick. Welcome, buddy. Yes, my wife is happy to have him out. Yes, yes. I'm She's... sure you are as well. Womb ejection successful. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he uh, executed womb escape protocol. Right, right. Yes. So. Now that we can sit down and drink more beers, it's time to build back up the kitty a little bit. Yes. Yeah, I, it should be rather interesting given my sleep deprivation. It's like you're an episode ahead of us. It's great. I know. <laughs> yeah, Mark's, Mark's basically on episode two. Right. Without any of the tasty beer. So today, we are going to a Long Island, uh, a veteran of the Long Island craft scene, Blue Point uh, Brewing Company. Yes, so um, for those of you who have lived under a rock, Blue Point Brewing is, uh, has been around since 1998 when Mark Burford and Pete Cotter um, apparently decided to uh, get together and create what is now, I mean, it's the largest brewery on Long Island, you know. Without without question, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little it's a little unfair. Considering, yeah, I don't think you have to. Yeah. Do, I don't think you have to yeah. do much research to. I yeah, feel that. <laughs> no, it's it's a little unfair considering, but um, Greenport you know, is the. Is substantial as well. Yeah. Oh, very. That was the only one that I thought would would be close. But I mean, I've been right, and that's yeah. only until their, you know, <laughs> refit of uh, the Dowling building. No, Briarcliff. Briarcliff. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, the um, is completed. Yes. So to to skip forward, they've been extremely successful, and uh, three years ago, um, sold to uh, AB InBev, InBev for a, a, a tidy sum, which is great for them. And some people might be like, well, you know, you guys are about craft beer and local Long Island beer, why would you talk about a, uh, you know, a company that's owned by AB InBev? And honestly, when we first started the podcast, that was something we discussed and we weren't going to do, um, Bellport. So, Blue I mean, Point. Uh, Blue, Blue Point. Point. Yeah. Jesus, I'm pretty tired. We already too. had an episode oh. on Bellport. We did. We did them and we will do, do <laughs> We will again. Sorry. Uh, at Blue Point. And, um, the reason why is because they're really, um, it's kind of two different things. You have, the beers you get from the local distributors like Toasted Lager, which you can get in all 50 states, and then you have the tasting room that they have, which I was to, at for the first time today, and it's entirely different. There are, are a ton of things you can only get there, right. and it's like going to a local brewery. In addition to that, they're very friendly <laughs> with to the rest of the craft beer on Long Island. They have a big craft beer festival and everything, so we, we felt like it was still appropriate to uh, to sample their wares and just let you know about another place you can go and have an interesting tap room experience. Well, that and like Chris Dolan, who's one of the brewers there, is an active member of Long Island Beer and Malt Enthusiasts. So, right, exactly. And they've done, um, I think, what was it, one year, maybe one or two years ago, they did the, you know, they brewed one of the winning runs on one of the out there. Yes, yeah, they've done you know, they've done so a couple. They're, of they're them. still involved yeah. in the in the you know, no, they the, they are in very the much scene, so it's it's, it's yeah, not they're that very they completely much involved cut it in off, the, the local the local beer scene and community as a whole, right? So. Yeah, they also, um, um, in addition to that, they, uh, oh God, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, my God. Well, well, it's just fun to listen to, guys. Train of thought went through the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, it did. So, um, it'll come back to me at some point, but I, I was amazed 
at the board. There were a lot of options. Actually, I should have counted beforehand, but I'll it's, it, while we're talking, I'll, I'll let everybody know how many multitasking. Yes, but it uh, you read it off, Mark, and I will count. We'll make it like an improv show. <laughs> Perfect. That's true. That's fine. So uh, I'm sure you'll count out loud too. And, Absolutely. Yeah. All right. If, Am I Wayne Brady? <laughs> are you gonna cut a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> so of course they have toasted lager on tap. One. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. I'm the only one here wearing headphones. Wait, wait Kevin, you count. I'll laugh. Okay. Good. <laughs> Holy Mark's shit. Track. There's going to be a lot of counting. So there's something called Project Nine Line. Two. I'm not sure ah, what that is. Ah, ah. We come to the first one we're going to drink today, which is the Enst Panadi Rusin. There's Three. an umlaut, there's an umlaut ah, over the ah, U. Ah, that is a, uh, a Bavarian, uh, I think, I believe it's Bavarian wheat, but I'm not sure. It's definitely a wheat beer. The British Golden Ale. Four. Which, which I sam- ah, which ah, I sampled ah, while I was four there. Four beers. Delayed, which is really interesting. That's a beer that they made for the Long Island Railroad. Five. Right at the beginning of the summer. Five beers for the uh, all the the shit summer that, construction that they were yeah doing. on the switches near Jamaica. Yeah, I, I believe yeah. that's I believe that's a lager. I'm not 100 percent sure or, or a pale ale. One of the two. Their blueberry ale, which you can get all over the place. Is that six? I it think is. that's six. Yep. You took a while there. I can almost uh, look at yeah. six. Uh, they have an oyster stout. Seven. Which I think uh, you can get in other places uh, too, but they have an armchair nitro stout. Eight. Yeah, the, the oyster stout I know gets canned. So okay. that does seed distribution. Uh, 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 the, thank you. I don't know if this is theirs or not, but there's a Virtue Cider Michigan Brute. Um, nine. Possibly uh, nine. This is definitely uh, there. Uh, I don't know uh, if it's theirs. A uh, 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 Mosaic Session IPA. Then. Something. That- yeah, that's definitely one. Of yeah, that's one of their big ones. IPA uh, Citrus uh, Plunge is an IPA prop 11. stopper. Uh, uh, Twelve. Uh, 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 Twelve. I can't count. <laughs> uh, then there's a new IPA that I know that I, I believe Chris Dolan was uh, involved in brewing. The, the Hazy Bastard. Um, obviously, a New England style IPA. Ten plus three. Thirteen. Ah. Uh, uh, winter Ale. Uh, Fourteen. The uh, second uh, one we're going to be uh, having today is the Coconut Oatmeal Brown. Fifteen beers. Ah. Then there's a coconut doppelbach. Sixteen beers. This is all on the board. Ah, ah, yes, ah, this is insane. Ah. Uh, Imperial stout with cherries. Seventeen beers. Ah, ah, and ah, then they have ah. something called the nice list, which is a cranberry wheat wine. What was that one? Eighteen. <laughs> Eighteen beers. Uh, they have rum barrel aged <laughs> oyster stout as well. Nineteen beers. Uh, yeah. So one more. Is there one more? No, there isn't. Unfortunately, nineteen beers. That's crazy. Yes. No, that really is. Like, it's for, for any brewery, like I feel like we go around, you don't find 19 different No, there's beers. so many tap handles stacked next to each other, and I, I didn't know. It, it was really, I, I was, especially for someone like me that's like ADD when they go to a tap room, and I don't have the same thing twice. Right. This is like heaven. I could just sit there, and I mean, I'm not going to have 20 beers, so there's no way I run out. And there's so many different, so many, so many different styles. Something so if for, you go on a weekend bender, you can have a new beer every <laughs> Yeah, exactly. If I if I try to recreate the Cask Festival just by myself, you know, I can I can. Well, I, yeah. I mean, that was one day. I said a weekend better. Oh, okay, true. Be a good weekend better. All right. So yeah, and and you know, the reason why I read those off is anyone who was paying attention past the first four or five, or past you got your eardrums blown out by Kevin. I'll try to fix that in post. <laughs> your technical wizardry knows no bounds, my friend. I'm sure. It, I, yeah, exactly. I have confidence in you. Thank you, free software. So uh, the reason I read them off is just to show everybody the breadth of of different beers that they're that, that are there, and also just the number. If you and if you're into IPAs, there's you know four different ones you can have while you're there too. So, um, with that, why don't we, uh, Mark? Can you prepare our uh, our What's first, the first one uh, beer? That we're going with again. It is the Enst. I cannot say this. 
Enspinati Rusin, um, which when I first looked at the board, I'd never seen that word before, Rusin. I don't know why. I didn't. Uh, so it's R U with an umlaut. S S E N. E N. Rusin. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is a wheat beer. Um, I believe it is a, it's a Bavarian style wheat beer. I had, uh, I sampled everything that we've gotten. I had a sample while I was there. I sampled a couple of other things as well. Um, so I'm definitely interested to see what you guys think. I don't, we're not, uh, we're not, I'm not, I'm not flying blind on this one for once. No. Um, it's got a light gold color. Um, good white, good, you know, pretty decent head on there. Yeah, the the head was persistent on my on my the sample too. The sample was a uh, four you know standard four ounce sample, and it was um, it was very uh, citrusy yeah, aroma. Ci- yeah. yeah, I get citrus, maybe like apricot in, uh, the, in the nose. Yeah, apricot, apricot yeah, peach, I, peach yep. apricot. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the fly, I'm interested. What do you think, uh, Mark? You just took a sip. Honestly, it doesn't taste like a whole lot. Yeah, it's um. It's very light. Um, I get a little, a little uh, stone fruit, like yeah, that, forward. Yeah, that's the ap- yeah, like, that's the apricot kind of. Fo- apricot always kind of borderlines that. Yeah, phrase. but it, it's just like gone as soon as I swallow. Like there's no, there's no lingering flavor or uh, you know action across the, my palate. See, I get I that stone fruit stays around for me with the apricot. It's yeah. definitely it's definitely apricot for me. It stays around, but I also. Apricots is one of the things I don't like. I love it in this, but I think I'm very sensitive to that flavor. And I know you know you, with especially with the stone fruit, the peach and stuff like that. You like peaches. I so like maybe, apricots yeah. too. Yeah. What apricots? So I think that yeah. maybe that might just be the difference in our palate. What's, yeah. what's the tiebreaker over here? Oh, I'm a big fan of apricots. Yeah, apricots, especially dried apricots. That's one of those ones that like I will eat the entire tray of, and then suffer later because I hate that many fruit, that much fruit. But <laughs> I, I enjoy I love them, it. but. I won't eat them by themselves, but like as an accoutrement to like a cheese plate. Ooh, very nice fancy words there. Yeah, um, <laughs> I no, can I, see how proud you were about the word while you were saying no, it. No, I, I only use that word in relation to cheese plates. That oh. is the only time that I pull out accoutrement. <laughs> oh, I'll keep that in mind. No, I. This is a, this is it's really light, and I, I think it's like a really a, a really good blue moon. Like really yeah. good. Yeah, this is you know what that's supposed. What um, yeah, it's a it's very a blue sim- moon very with, with the orange without the orange. Yeah, you know they uh, <laughs> they make the blue. I understand where you're going with that. Um, as I understand it, when they blew, when they brew blue moon, they do have orange peel in there. Yeah, and that's why when you serve with the orange orange in it wedge, it like really accentuates it a little bit. Um, I'd be interested to know if they put any kind of fruit in here but i think that it really just comes from the maybe the uh the type of wheat that they used in whatever hop do we know any info on like what hops or nah. abv or anything like i that? got abv all right so it's uh 20 ibus and the abv is 4.7 so you okay. can just drink this shit yeah out this, this is a this is yeah, a definitely all day drinker light and sessionable but it's just not very interesting to me oh man i love this i i'm gonna agree that it's light and se- it's definitely light and sessionable. Um, I might pair it with you know spicy food to clean things up, or rich food. You know, if you want something to kind of clean the palate off a little bit, but it doesn't really have the 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 intensity of the hops to really scrub the palate like you might want. But um, I don't know for just regular drinking, 
it's not a bad beer. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I agree with Mark in the sense that it's not super special. Yeah, yeah. like I drink a pint of this, no problem. But that I, and that's gonna be my rating. It's a pint. Like after that pint, I'm gonna be like, all right, I need like I need something else. Like yeah, something something a little more going on. You want you want something that attacks your palate a little more. I don't, I don't know if that's maybe not the attack, right way but, to but, say it, but <laughs> <laughs> intrigues his palate a little more. Or challenges his palate a little more. I don't know. Or, or just warrants, like, you know... A little more attention. A, yeah, some more contemplation on, on the the actual enjoyment of it. Like, this is just, like... This is just, like, I'm drinking. I, I would like to see I what... Can't really taste it, This would I'm be drinking. a good party beer. Yeah, I, I think that... Well, I, I mean, I know what you're saying. I think this would yeah, be a like, beer that you could put a, put a chili in pretty good, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Very... Yeah. Good with a chili, in yeah. Here. I, but like this, this is a beer that like you could bring to Taylor, and he'd be like, "Oh, it's really good." Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Drink it. Yeah, I think he, I can think you could pass this beer off to a lot of people, and they would enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I, I for me, it'd be a bomber. I, I I'm, I for me, the flavor is the, the the stone fruit apricot flavor is very powerful. It's um, um, it stays in my palate in a good way. I you know I. I for me, it is it is very interesting, and mostly because it's not a flavor that I seek out very often. So when I like it, it's surprising to me. And maybe if uh, this, maybe if the beer was more tart, it had a lower pH, like it would make that apricot peach flavor pop more. Yeah, I could see, I could definitely see that, and that would make it a little more more interesting. Yeah, in that sense, I, I think I would enjoy it more if it was a bit more tart. Um, but as far as um, it's pretty refreshing. Yes, you know, so I'm gonna give this my uh, my favorite stamp for light beers, quality lawnmower beer. The, yeah, this is the you know, best my, lawnmower beer that my, I've had. My favorite stamp, uh, you know, for for light beers. Like if I'm, and that's where this falls. I think you know, um, summertime summertime drinking. This is gonna be a good beer. Um, as part of a flight, I'd enjoy it. But I think I'm going to stick with the pint as well, because I think most times I'm not going to want two or more of these, uh, but I'm happy to have the one Yes, for that one. So as I finish this one, Mark's pouring out the second one that we have, which is the other end of the color spectrum. <laughs> yes, this is the, the, the next two are going to be pretty dark. This is the uh, the coconut oatmeal brown, and uh, it's... Um, this one, there were two coconut ones that I tried. I also tried the coconut doppelbach, which I liked, but that one was more for me was more coconut forward. So I decided to get something that was a little bit, um, a little different, just so that we could uh, we could go for that. Um, what do you think color wise? This is uh, it's pretty much uh, dark brown, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would light, say dark brown. Dark brown. I mean, the light's still coming through. Sorry, I wasn't talking to the mic there. That's okay. We still got you. Talking in empty space. Right, as you usual. know, anybody listened to the Longbeard episode? I was muted for half of that, so yeah. you didn't fuck up that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is uh, dark brown. There's um, not a ton of head on it. These are, these are very. We're drinking out of uh, very fresh growlers. They were just picked up uh, a couple hours ago. So um, some nice roast roasted malt character in the nose. Yeah, that's really all I get on the nose. I don't get any coconut. I get I get mm. sweet and I get roast. Yeah, um, like I get malt sweetness and roast. But it's definitely I haven't tried it yet. But this is definitely a smell that I if I get this I'm going okay. I'm interested in this. You have my attention now. Yeah, um, 
I when I tasted this in the, in the the tap room, I didn't notice a bunch of uh, a lot of coconut. When I taste it now, I definitely get the coconut. It is about fifty percent of the coconut I got from the Doppelbach, and that might be why because I drank the Doppelbach first. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and yeah, it, the coconut I love it. here is kind of subtle, but it's definitely noticeable. But it's not overpowering. Yeah, um, I think the most interesting thing for me in this one is that the coconut flavor is constant throughout the sip. That, for me, in yeah. some of the other coconut beers that we've had, it's been an aftertaste, and other ones we've had, it's punched you in the face right up front. Yeah. This one is kind of a nice, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's a, a little more subtle, but constant in the background there. See, I get it, I get coconut more up front, and then when I swallow, it kind of gets overtaken by the roast. No, I, I thought it was a little more... I, I definitely tasted it initially, but I thought it was pretty smooth throughout the sip there. I didn't feel a big spike, but I only had one, so I'm going to try again while Justin sells us his thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm I a little closer to Mark on it. I The same thing, a nice subtle coconut that I really enjoy, and then it cleans with the roast. The roast doesn't stick around. I, I could drink a bunch of this. This is, uh, like, when I think about balance in a beer, this is exactly what I like. I like sweetness in a beer. Uh, maltiness in this case it's it's malty but it's more the coconut and then that roast finish is, is superb what's the you have the ibus on this i do um it is 35 and okay. it's 7.3 abv wow uh, it's uh seven? much heftier than it seven three yeah. sneaky it drinks, seven yeah. sneaky seven it definitely it definitely is a, a sneaky seven so just for, just to give um background of the excuse me for the coconut doppelbach that was like way more coconut. I mean, it was easily easily twice the coconut flavor. The coconut stayed around for a long time. Still very good, but I didn't. Um, I I I wanted to get something that was more. Um, I thought that everyone would like. I I think that for especially for, for yeah. Kevin, I think it would have been an over the top coconut situation. I'm not against. Yeah. I'm not against coconut. It's something, yeah. it's something I like. I just feel that it's something in beers that really easily gets overdone. Yeah, I, I, I think it very that. easily can overtake the beer. And, and a lot of the times when that happens, like it almost ends up tasting artificial, right? Yeah, you know, and it ends up tasting like they just dumped a bunch of extract in there, right? Um, this one I think kind of walks that line pretty well. My, I will, I will say though, that just because it does come a little bit sweet, I probably won't drink too much of it. But I would go with a bomber on this one, and I'd have two pints of this and probably be pretty happy about it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going to go growler. This to me is one of the better, um, and it's not. I mean, keg is tough to get to, period. But it, it, yeah, it, I wasn't even contemplating it because of the sweetness. Yeah, as much as I like it, I think that it, nah, you couldn't. It, yeah, it, it's a lot. You couldn't. You couldn't drink it every day. It's 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 not one of those ones you want to have on. It's it's nice and it's again. I think it's delightfully light in that it's for what it is. Yeah, this, that's a very good point when you say it's delightfully light because when you look at it again, every you know anybody who, who doesn't drink dark right. beer because it's heavy or it's it's right. thick. This is the, this couldn't be farther from oh, the no, truth. The, the, I think the, I think the, the Rusin we had was heavier mouthfeel wise than this. Yeah, well, Definitely. I think that's the wheat in yeah. there that's going to yes. give it that mouthfeel. And I and I meant to mention that, but I I did like the the texture for the the mouthfeel on that one. Right, right. But what did they did they call this one a porter or a stout? Uh, a brown, brown, brown. A brown. Okay, yeah. yeah so I think that's. This kind of walks is not quite at the porter level. Like it's a brown is the right call there. 
Yeah, it's definitely it's but definitely roasty enough. Usually, when I think of a brown, you also think of like that little bit of bite that comes with a brown ale. Yeah, from the hop, we might, right? Yeah. Which isn't non-existent in here. That's true, but I think that the fact that they added the coconut in there, right. um, they probably reduced that uh, the level of IBU on it so that you you could get that. The hop hops probably would have crushed the coconut. It may yeah. also be more in the vein of an English brown instead of an American brown. True, That's true. I I can understand that. Um, I feel like I almost might like a little bit of, you know, hot bite at the end of it to kind of, I know the roast is there to smooth it out, as you guys were saying that you kind of yeah. get it back, but a little, for me, I think a little bit of a, no, I can a light, understand. a light hop, a little bit more hop at the end would have bounced it out. No, I, I can definitely understand that. Like just having a little bit stronger bitterness to just kind of refresh your palate a little right. bit more, make you want to. But now that you said, now right that you say English, like I think something like an English hop would be a nice addition to this beer as well. Yeah, the, did somebody uh, say Fuggles? Fuggles or or Goldings? Fuggles is probably my favorite one to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna because it takes me all the way to the edge. It's gonna be it's gonna be a growler for me. How about I'm, you? Mark? I'm with you on the growler. I would definitely enjoy myself a growler of uh, of that one. I've decided that if I get a, if I ever get another dog, I'm naming it Fuggles. <laughs> that's a good idea. I feel like that's a good pooch name. I was just saying today that I had gone to, to someone's house, actually a, um, a, a brewing friend who uh, had a uh, um, Boston Terrier. I oh, love Boston Terrier. Really my favorite dog. Ooh, my, yeah. What happened? I said, wow, this uh, one was really full. Oh, yeah. Like, I took the cap off and I, I rotated it this much and it started <laughs> tripling. So the... Uh, um, so anyway, if I I think I could be talked into purchasing a Boston Terrier. Yeah, they're so. kind of cool. Um, and for the record, for anyone out there who's like, why didn't you rescue a dog? Yes, I mean rescue a Boston Terrier. I don't mean actually buy one. I'm not yes. into the uh, the whole puppy mill action. Yeah. Um, Although if you want to yell at me for that anyway, as always, email us. We like any level of contact. We're like children that have been thrown in a Skinner box. We need some, <laughs> some interaction here. Yeah, we keep doing it even with that. Well, I guess we get the stimulus from the beer. Yeah. So the the last beer is um you can it was one that you can actually I've seen this out. It's the uh um Imperial Stout with cherries. The one we have is special though because it's from 2015. Um, 15? 15. Wow, so it's 2 years old. Yes. And um so you, they do they do you can go get this in a bomber at at um any fine uh, beverage location. Well, actually uh Friday this or well, I mean it it'll pass by the time this comes out, right? Yes. Oh, but I've they, had the, they are doing a they're doing a special event of a vertical tasting of various years of this beer. Really? On the Ooh, December fifteenth. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to be attending that. I've ha- um, I've had this beer numerous times. I, no, I know you have. Um, I've definitely bought bombers of this one. Oh yeah, I and have too. brought it to numerous events because I really like it. Um, but I haven't had, I don't remember, I probably had the 2015, back in 2015, but right. I don't think I've had it in a while. So I'm looking forward to it. So this is black opaque. This is, you know, death black. Yeah. Totes. Um, Agreed. And the nose on it is insane. I, I'm a fan of this beer. I've always enjoyed it. I, I definitely had it because I know you've brought it places. Right. But I can't place it. And, right. Whew, I'll never to forget me, it now. To me, as I, it smells a little bit. It smells a little boozy. Yeah, like a little more boozy than I remember it um, being, which, again, I haven't tried in a while, so I don't know if that's it. Damn, it's smooth. <laughs> oh, my God. 
and you look at it and you say stout with cherries. I don't know, you know, what someone would expect, but it is you get every every single flavor yeah. that you get in a stout with a it's mildly roasty, and you get a really smooth, nice like dark cherry flavor. Yeah, it's it's tastes more like dark cherry, and I'm also getting a little bit of what kind of feels like oaky. Like if you put it on oak, like a little bit vanilla y kind of flavor to it. Yeah, it probably a little, there, little you know, like if it was hanging out on oak, this is what I would imagine. This is the kind of flavor that I would want it to add to it. Um, but yeah, it's even though it smells boozy, it doesn't taste boozy. I think that flavor may actually come from the cherry pits. Okay, I could see that. The uh, it's thirty one IBUs and nine point two percent ABV. Yeah, and this and is. Uh, I'm not gonna say this is a sneaky dime because it's. Even though it's smooth, yeah. you know you're drinking oh, you, something yeah, that's, you know that's got some, uh, some higher octane stuff. Yeah. But it's definitely enjoyable. Yeah. Um, the, I think that the, uh, I mean, I would obviously, I would imagine that uh, some of the um, smoothness and especially the uh, uh, even roast is probably from the aging. Right. Um, so if you got the, uh, the uh, a newer version of it, it would probably be a little, a little bit more roasty. And I know that... Um, it just says with cherries here, but the way I've seen it before is it's tart cherries, right? Yeah, yeah, it's tart cherries. Yeah, so we're, we're losing, I mean, some, I imagine, I imagine some of the tartness from aging as well. Um, it's never, it's... They're tart cherries, from it's what not I remember, sour. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's never been overly, uh, overly tart. Like, yeah. that, you it's know, not, not tar- to the point where you, like, you drink it, you're like... Something off? <laughs> no, right. it's it's not it's not the even though they say it's tart it's tart cherry it's I think I've always felt that it would be closer. It's to, not 2015 Bourbon County. Yeah, I've always expected it to be clo- <laughs> closer to uh to black cherry than to tart cherries or right. things like that. Yeah, um, this is uh, like I I mean I'm having like an out of body experience right now. Somebody else talk. No, this is a fan. This is fantastic. It really has. I really do feel like it's mellowed together really well. Um. It's got the taste. It still retains that really, that cherry sweetness without becoming cloying. Yeah, no, I, I, I really do enjoy this beer. I don't feel like I see it in as many distributors as I used to. Yeah, honestly, yeah. remember you used to see that black and the black and red yeah, bottle. You know, yeah, the black and, red. And I, I would grab it pretty much every time I saw it. Yeah, it's been a been a while since I remember I, like seeing it on a shelf somewhere. Mm. This is one. This is one of those ones that I'm. I'm going to get started. I'm going to call it a bomber, um, just because I don't think I could drink more than a gra- like more than that of it. I agree. But with you. it gets that. It gets that. I want the stockpile of yes. the bombers. I want to have six of them in, in the, the bottom fr- of the fridge yeah. so that I can you know whenever I want I can pull it out and have it there. And it might be for me, and it might be hey I have a friend you know a friend over who enjoys beer. I'll share this with them, and but I also think it's light enough that you might be able to convince somebody that isn't into big dark beers to give this one a whirl, and they would enjoy it as well. Definitely, you know, it has a lighter body to it. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, throw out another growler on this one. This is damn close to a keg, like so close. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna reserve the keg. It's gonna be it's gonna be a growler. I there isn't a single thing about it that I don't like. Like there's not one part of it. I can see this sweetness getting a little bit a little bit high, but 
it's it's an incredible beer that uh, I'm I'm probably now going to go buy some 2017, throw it in my beer fridge, and uh, this this might become another, yet another local yearly pickup that I make. There you go. I, I'm where are you stand, Mark. I'm, I'm with you, Kevin. Like, I think the bomber is the right quantity. Yeah, but I I I want several of them lined up so that I can have one bomber today, and then tomorrow, if I'm so inclined, I can have another one. Yeah, but like. Given the the strength and of of this and every you know it's very enjoyable, but I think I think twenty two ounces at yeah. one time is the right number. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's what I I'm on the same page with you, but but definitely I think just like if you want to have you know you have your go to wines that you would want to you know grab to bring to a party, I would have this as my go to uh, bobber to bring to a party. Yeah. Or bring to a bottle share, and I would feel comfortable bringing it. Well, it, and that's really what this beer was for me for a long time. And then, like I said, I stopped seeing it quite so often. Right. And then I started picking up the uh, the brewery's Autumn Maple. Oh, dude, that one's which so Which is good. another really good one. That's I think just... anything out of the brewery, I'm usually pretty happy to find. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> not, and not that it's hard to find, but just if I, it comes into my possession, I'm always happy. At the uh, LIBME holiday party, um, they did a bunch of things that benefited Toys for Tots. And one of them was uh, a ten dollar for ten bucks. You could you had a tasting um, from uh, uh, Brian Seller, anybody? right? Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it, uh, Did anything taste like tires? No, no, there was no burnt tire this time. But there was only one bottle that that wasn't cool. It was a actually a I think it was a lambic that uh, or a creek, and he he pulls the the cork out, and the cork the part that went in the bottle might have been a quarter of an inch long. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like a short ass cork, yeah. So that was that wasn't good, but everything else is incredible. It was eaten away by the acid in the beer. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what it was, but the the there was something from the brewery. It was a smoked uh, sour stout. I, I'm, I'll you know at some point I'll look up which one it is. I'll put it in the show notes. Holy shit! You probably can't buy it anymore. Yeah, it was insanely good, like insanely good. I believe it. Um. The uh, so we have a bonus beer, bonus beer, hooray! And uh, I'm looking up uh, the episode number because I, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, here we go. So, whoa, hey now, <laughs> Mark, Mark aggressively pulling the uh, well, it didn't yeah. want to release from the uh, the six pack or the four pack, the rather. Four pack. Yeah, I don't like the the new, I, I, I know the other ones like kill dolphins and shit. But they were way easier to deal with than the plastic ones that grabbed yeah, the top. The dolphins are way delicious, so <laughs> um, I mean, I've, I've always liked tuna. So you know. yeah, I guess. I, well, I guess so. I was going to say, when did you eat dolphin? But now it makes sense. Yeah. So on episode forty-seven, you know, he's half Japanese. <laughs> on episode forty-seven, we uh, we um, we covered the LIBME chopped competition, which is like just like it sounds. They get you know basically pull ingredients out of a hat, core ingredients, and teams go and brew those beers. Um, and the, uh, the, so we covered the winner from this year. The winner from the previous year was what we're drinking now, which is stash it. It's a, uh, um, pre, pre prohibition lager with chilies and ginger. Well, look at that. It is pale yellow. Yes. This, this is straw really. Yeah. Even pale straw, you know, you can see right through it and it's just got the night little, Ribbon of head on there. It's really nice. Laces pretty well. The smell, I get uh, the my one of my favorite smells. Oh yeah, that's oh, that's chili. Yeah, that's get that's green chili right there. Yes, that and a little ginger I get. 
So what I was told before before I take a sip, what I was told when I purchased this is that I shouldn't be scared that it doesn't have the heat up from the peppers. Right. And I, I kidding, kiddingly said to uh, the person helping me, I was like, oh, you should put it back then because yeah. I wanted to hurt my face. And it really – you get it anyway. green, fresh chopped chili oh, in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, you get, you get chili flavor without a heat, chili heat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what you get. Yeah. It's not my thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, without the heat? No, not without the Get heat. Out of the I kitchen. just. No, I think if it was, I think if it had the heat, it would probably be less. <laughs> I, I would probably like it better with yeah. the heat to balance it out. But like, it tastes like it tastes exactly like raw chili, which to me is like I'm not interested in raw chili. I want the chili in what I'm cooking, and I want it to be like it tastes unfinished. Uh-uh. Tastes raw. It tastes uncooked, like unfinished. It needs to be cooked or pickled. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm even though I'll put them on things just because they're ubiquitous and you find them all over the place. Like I'm never not even the biggest fan of like pickled jalapenos. Okay, I get them when I go to like a sandwich shop because they're there, and they don't usually have a better option. Right, but this one just tastes like I don't know. I'm it's fall. It's failing for me. I uh, I really like it. I, I I wish that it was hurting my face. Like I want some capsaicin in there just because I'm me. Right, but I. I'm actually pretty impressed that they have the flavor of the chili without any of the heat. Yes, yeah, so so uh, strong or forward to the flavor of the chili too. I will yes, and I will say that yeah. um, I'm not a ginger fan, and typically if there's ginger in there, it's going to like it's going to kind of light light up my mouth. But I don't I don't know if it's just mellow or what it is. But I I don't I couldn't identify it as ginger. I would have just said that this is a, a chili beer. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't. Uh, I can't discern ginger separate from the green yeah. uncooked chili flavor. It, it definitely will, could be adding some some complex element of flavor that I'm just not able to pick out, which is totally cool. Yeah, I don't get the ginger in there either, but um, it almost comes off to me almost like in the same sense of a really grassy IPA. And that's not really the style of IPA that I enjoy. That's interesting. It kind of does, you know. And <laughs> but I don't get the uh, like the hop no bite from it, right? Which is but probably to, why I don't find it offensive the way you do, right? But to me, they're close enough. It, like it is grassy. You're right, and that's just not my thing. I just I'm really I took a second sip of it, and it's just not going to be for me. I don't, <laughs> I'm sorry. Be, I, 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 I feel I feel bad. I always I always want to. I always feel bad because I know how much effort and energy goes into making a beer and crafting a recipe. So I always feel bad about not like of not enjoying it. But when this one something like this is just not going to be my style, so I'm not going to really enjoy it. For me, this is a taster, and it's got to stay that way. Yeah, for me, this is this is a, a bomber. Um, if it had more heat, uh, honestly, it would probably be, if it had heat, it would probably be a growler. Right. Um, and uh, it, it was it's fascinating to me. I love I love when we get a beer that someone goes taster and someone else is going growler or a keg. Like that's it doesn't happen yeah. for us very often. No. So it that it's it's fun that when I pick a beer like that, but it I can see especially coming from the chopped competition, like you go, I don't know which ones were picked, but I'm assuming that it was uh, 
probably well they yeah. they pick a base style and then they pick two ingredients so it probably so ended up being pre-prohibition <laughs> lager with <laughs> right with, chi- with chilies and ginger right so getting those things together now pardon me is pr- that's quite all right <laughs> uh probably uh Probably threw them for a little a, a loop, but this is a, a great combination of, of things that you ne- wouldn't necessarily think of. Yeah, I mean, is, especially for pick things out of a hat, they definitely made a solid beer, and I agree with you, Justin. If there if there was heat here, I would definitely rate it higher. But without the heat, like I'm just gonna stick at the pint. Like wow, yeah, I it's just. If you tell me there's chilies in something, <laughs> I want some heat. I yeah. I agree with you. I agree with even you. It, even like even like my high baby this year, it turned out not very strong. But like even as you drink it, you'll get like a little bit of warmth in your throat. Like Dude, that was I don't that get, one came out really good. Thank yeah, you for sharing that with me last week. I don't get any anything like that from this beer. So it, I'm a little disappointed. Well, yes, but at the same time, you can sort of sort of understand even for a. Uh, you know, even for a, 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 a can release that's only coming from the, the tasting room, they're trying. I, I understand they're trying to make it more, you know, more appealing for mass. And you know, not a lot of people are into the heat as much as we are. No, I get that, but like, again, you could keep it really, really low, really light. Yeah. Rather than there, there just isn't any. Yeah, it doesn't. Everything doesn't need to be atomic level heat. Liar. I know, I know, I know that goes against your soul, Justin. But <laughs> I know in, in the beer but, world, people generally talk about the lupulin shift, where supposedly if you drink a lot of beer, like lupulin, you become like desensitized to the hop bitterness, and you crave more of it. Which no. I, I don't, I don't buy into. But <laughs> not like, at all. You you have that going on with capsaicin. Oh, I definitely do. Well, I, listen, this is it's, it's because I've gone. Like, I guess what I did, you know, to equate it to beer, is I went out and basically drank a bunch of like 190 to two, 380 IBU beers by eating, you know, ghost chilies and Carolina Reapers and all sorts of other shit. Right. Um, that I, that I, you know, I have no sensitivity because when you're like, I get a little tickle in the back of my throat from the high baby, I'm like, I don't know, I taste peaches. He's <laughs> <laughs> so, like, hated me. You're right. Yeah, I get nothing. But it, yeah, uh, you know. I'm definitely of the mind that if you tell me that there's chilies in the beer, that I want to know they're there. And I knew they were there, and I was also prepared because I was told there was no heat for that flavor. And that's right. why I was so, like, you hit the nail right on the head. That you could definitely identify that as grassy if you didn't, you know, follow all the way through with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with, with knowing and asking or anything. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting. But, you know, this stash is an example of why, you know, Blue Point is, is cool. You know, they, yeah. they came in and, you know, they, they, this, they, they're fucking massive. Like, <laughs> for people who don't know. Yeah, they really are. Like, yes, their new building is really big. What they have now, the place might not be that big. They have so many fermenters in there. And they're fucking huge. They're 30 barrels. Yeah, they have, they have the big warehouse in the back there with all those or big fermenters. Maybe, maybe they're 15, but either way, they're enormous. No, I think they're yeah, they're enormous. And, I would, you know, they also, uh, I believe it's for two years in a row, but at least very this past year, brewed... At you know, gave their facility to do the craft cares beer, right, for charity, and you know, when allowed schlubs like us to come inside wearing a stupid hard hat and <laughs> and take pictures, you know, it, it, definitely, you know, obviously they are uh, you know owned by uh, AB InBev, but they they seem really cool and yeah, they've always and, been very nice. In addition to that, they also 
year, uh, yearly host the the big brew day, right? Which is you know a American Homebrewers Association event. That's uh, I think the first Saturday in May every yes. year. Yeah, I'm gonna try to make that this year. Yeah. So I mean, it like like everything, just be educated, know where your money's going, and then you know make your own decision as to who you want to give your money to. Indeed. So um, before we say uh, cheers, I want to say Merry Christmas to everybody. This will come. This will be our uh, our our pre Christmas episode. A happy Hanukkah to everybody as well. Absolutely. Uh, joyous Kwanzaa to anyone who celebrates. I believe Diwali has passed, but I hope you had a delightful Diwali. <laughs> um, and anything else that we need? Festivus. Oh yeah, Festivus. For the rest of us, there's Festivus. Yes, and I hope it's for the best of us. Absolutely. Whatever, whatever you happen to be celebrating. Uh, cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.